This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, November 2nd. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Senate R's seek to block H-2A wage increases. Fresh questions on Biden plan as Manchin weighs in. Vilsack heads to Europe. Scoop. Senate R's seek to block H-2A wage increases. Four Senate Republicans are introducing a bill today that could stop the Labor Department from increasing the wages that farmers must pay H-2A workers in many states. The minimum wage rates are set by an Adverse Effect Wage Rate, or AEWR, that the department sets each year based on a USDA survey that typically comes out each November. Under the Keep Food Local and Affordable Act, the AEWR would be frozen at 2021 levels in states where the unemployment rate is 5% or less. The argument is that those states already have shortages of domestic workers. The bill also would allow governors of states with food price increases of more than 3% over the past year to ask that their H-2A wage rate remain at the 2021 level. Nationally, food inflation has been well above that. While broader program reforms are needed, this necessary legislation will give temporary relief to farmers' rapidly rising input costs while maintaining worker pay and protections and allow U.S. farmers to continue feeding American families, said Senator Thon Phyllis, a North Carolina Republican. The Senate Ag Committee's top Republican, John Bozeman of Arkansas, is joining Tillis and co-sponsoring the bill, along with John Cornyn of Texas and Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. Now keep in mind, the bill is unlikely to get much support from Democrats who control both the House and the Senate. Fresh questions on Biden plan as Manchin weighs in. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi insists that the Democrats will move forward with a vote on President Biden's Build Back Better package. But in a statement issued yesterday afternoon, Pelosi didn't say when the vote would occur. Senator Joe Manchin, the West Virginia Democrat, announced yesterday that he wasn't ready to endorse the bill. Manchin's vote is essential for the bill in the 50-50 Senate, but he reiterated that he is still concerned about expanding social programs and increasing inflation. Manchin questioned why Congress would expand social programs when Medicare and Social Security need shoring up. How does that make sense? I don't think it does, he said. Now keep in mind, the bill's climate provisions include $27 billion for conservation funding and $2 billion for agriculture research. Now take note, President Biden made clear at the International Climate Conference in Glasgow that the bill is integral to his strategy for having U.S. greenhouse gas emissions during this decade. My Build Back Better framework will make historic investments in clean energy the most significant investment to deal with climate crisis that any advanced nation has made ever, Biden said in a speech at the Congress. By the way, Biden listed farmers among Americans who will benefit from addressing climate change. Farmers will not only help fight global hunger, but also use the soil to fight climate change, Biden said. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak 
after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Marshall Ossoff introduced Bill to harmonize pickup rules. Senators Roger Marshall of Kansas and John Ossoff of Georgia say their new legislation would make it easier for farmers and ranchers to travel across state lines with pickups and trailers. The pair of freshman senators have introduced the Covered Farm Vehicle Modernization Act, which they say will expand and modernize the exemptions for covered farm vehicles to do more adequately reflect the variety of vehicles commonly used by today's farmers and ranchers. In a statement, Marshall said the bill, quote, removes out-of-date regulations to better reflect modern-day farm vehicles and ultimately allows folks to legally pull a gooseneck trailer with their pickup truck without jumping through hoops to obtain a for-hire commercial driving license. The bill would extend exemptions offered to three-quarter ton pickups to one-ton vehicles, the larger of which currently would require a trucking license to tow a similar trailer across state lines. Vilsack heads to Europe. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack will be in Europe through the weekend for meetings at the European Union and then for events around the Glasgow Climate Conference. His first stop is in Brussels, where he will meet with EU policymakers, farmers, and other stakeholders. His Brussels visit will include what USDA describes as a major announcement with EU Ag Commissioner Yahush Voit Sahovsky. Vilsack will be in Glasgow from Thursday through Saturday. On Friday, he'll formally launch a multinational innovation coalition that will promote the use of technology, including genetically engineered crops, to increase productivity while reducing agriculture's climate footprint. On Saturday, Vilsack will participate in a fireside chat with Senate Agriculture Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, the Michigan Democrat. FDA simplifies process for obtaining temporary marketing permits. The Food and Drug Administration has issued guidance clarifying how companies can temporarily market test products that deviate from an active standard of identity. Notably, FDA said it will allow companies to submit one proposed label for food to be market tested, even if the food comes in different sizes. For example, if the applicant has several individual labels for food sold in different product sizes, bolt, monkey pack, family size, etc., one proposed label can be submitted for FDA review with the temporary marketing permit, FDA said in its guidance. Currently, an applicant submits copies of the proposed labels in triplicate to FDA. The agency said its current regulation, quote, requires an applicant to submit the proposed label or an accurate draft for the food to be market tested, which some applicants had interpreted to include labels for all affected SKUs or stock keeping units.
Equity Commission nominations can be submitted until November 30th. Potential nominees for USDA's new Equity Commission have until the end of the month to apply. USDA is clarified in a Federal Register notice today. The purpose of the Equity Commission, quote, is to advise the Secretary of Agriculture by identifying USDA programs, policies, systems, structures, and practices that contribute to barriers to inclusion or access, systematic discrimination, or exacerbated or perpetual racial, economic, health, and social disparities, according to the registered notice. The department had previously said the nominations were open until November 20th, but the deadline is actually 10 days later. The original deadline was October 27th. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, November 2nd, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.